One time I was driving my trailer and I hit a tree and my water tank was up on the top. And then I was driving the trailer and someone like weighed me down. I was like, hey, your water tank's hanging. And I was like, oh crap. We can get the staff to be creative and get their juices flowing. And if it could be a bartender, dishwasher, anyone, if they, if they have a cool idea, we're gonna roll with it. So like, okay, cool, let's try it out. Um, Sunday mornings we'll do like any brunches or stuff, but um, everyone's extremely supportive and they're like understanding that girls working, so um, it's pretty cool. Like they're very understanding, but it's tough. It's the Culinary School Podcast, presented by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Here's your host, James Creange. All right, welcome to the Culinary School Podcast. I'm your host, James Creange. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Castillo, owner of Taco Heads in Fort Worth. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, so the first time I ever had Taco Heads uh, was at your food truck location on West 7th. Uh, so I went to TCU here in Fort Worth. And uh, this must have been 2014 or 2015. It was before I was 21. Um, but so I, I actually wasn't even drinking out yeah. and on West 7th, but I braved the crowds late at night. I went and had a taco. They were awesome. Like awesome. I loved them, immediately fell in love. Um, but what were those Thursday through Saturday nights like when you have all those drunk college kids coming to your stand? <laughs> um, um, it was fun. We had a good time. But I mean, that was pretty much the reason why I started Taco Heads because I was one of those drunk college kids at one point um, <laughs> in Austin, and I always had the, the bratwurst on Sixth on Sixth Avenue, Sixth Avenue, Sixth Street. Um, and then whenever I came back to Fort Worth, which is home, I realized like no more. There's no late night food. There was Jack in a Box or Whataburger or Old South, but nothing like good cooking. Um, so I knew what I was getting myself into, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I got a lot of dates, so that was fun. Too. <laughs> uh, so you didn't really have a culinary background though, did you, when you no. started this? So what gave you the, I mean, I know you had the idea of let's provide this food truck. Um, but were you nervous going in without that background? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like just picked a menu kind of in Austin, checked out other restaurants around like DFW, um, really which is thinking about like what customers wanted, what did I want, what did my friends want? Um, but once we got into it, like I was like, okay, there's no training back now, so like you got to learn it. Um, so I learned how to drive a trailer, learned how to turn on a griddle, which I've never done before. <laughs> so that was scary. Um, and just recipes, my mom helped out a lot. Uh, cooking in big batches was hard to to learn, really, because it's like you don't know how much you're going to prepare for. And that's even today, like we're like, it's Saturday. How much are we going to prepare for? But um, yeah, it was scary, but we just, I just did it because I had no other choice. What are some of the issues in a food truck um, that crop up besides, you know, the batching of the food, but um, in a small tight space like that, you know, what are some of the bigger issues? Yeah. Um, storage, refrigeration. One time I was driving my trailer and I hit a tree in my water tank was up on the top and then I was driving the trailer and someone like weighed me down I was like hey your water tank's hanging and I was like oh crap okay <laughs> so I guess I'm not opening tonight but stuff like that like propane why um just is a hassle like getting I don't know if you know much about propane but I don't <laughs> there's a lot of pressure there and you have to like let it get going and then you turn on the the griddle or the burners and um so just stuff like that it was just really hard to learn 
Uh, so it seems like today, um, especially at the culinary school, a lot of the students that come in, they want to open up their own food truck. It, it seems to be the big thing. Uh, what's some advice you would give to someone that's thinking about opening up their own food truck? I think it, I love the food truck. I'm glad I did that as my my stepping stone. Um, it, it was small enough for, for just myself to handle. And then... Um, so I, I really do encourage it. Like you get in the food scene. If you can't make a food truck work, you're not going to make a restaurant work. Um, it's extremely hot in there. If it's 100 degrees in Fort Worth, Texas, it's 120 in your food trailer. Um, if it's freezing outside, it's extremely cold in the food trailer. Um, but yeah, I think it, it really kind of tests the kind of person you are to see like if you're going to make this happen, if you're going to make it work, food truck is the way to do it. Uh, did you always know you wanted to get to a brick and mortar location or were you expecting to always be in a food truck? Yeah. Um, I always knew I was going to be in a food truck or brick and mortar. That's why a lot of my, my friends were trying to give me names like taco heads, like wagon or something. I was like, I don't want my logo. I don't want anything to resemble a food truck because I don't plan on always being in a food truck. So that's why like, um, all a lot of people I talk to and give advice to, I was like, do you plan on just being a food truck? If not, don't put wheels on a logo. Don't do not do all these things that are just going to make you a food truck for the rest of your life. That's really interesting. I never would have thought about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard to transition if you are <laughs> permanently right. as if, a food truck. Yeah. Yeah. If I was like rolling taco truck or something, then I'm like, okay. Okay, that doesn't make sense if you're a brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so tell me about your meeting with Jacob Watson. Uh, it seems like it was a really interesting chance encounter you had with him. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so it was a Thursday night, and it's funny to hear my side of the story and his side of the story because it's <laughs> they, I don't know, it's just like he said, she said thing. And, and just um, to preface, he is your uh, business partner. Now. Yes, he's my yes. business partner. Um, so it was Thursday night. I was having, I guess, a little just stress and so my right hand girl she ran the food truck for me so at the time I only had one catering van and so she came picked up the van from my house and then started working out of the truck so I took that Thursday night off and Friday morning I had to pick up my catering van from her so I'd get all my Friday errands right um, getting everything ready for the weekend and so I Ubered and the first Uber that came over was or the first hey I'm coming your way was Jacob. So I walk outside and I see this Jeep Grand Cherokee and TCU alumni sticker, Duke MBA. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like not the normal Uber driver. And so I walk outside and he calls. He's like, hey, it's Jacob. Um, your Uber for the day. Come on outside. And then he rolls down the window. He's like, hey, hop in the front. And so I hop in the front and he's, I don't know if you ever met Jacob, but like he had a like, croquis on, sunglasses, Ray-Bans, uh, J. Crew shorts with like sharks on them or something, <laughs> um, and I was like, "You're not my normal like Uber type of person. Like, what's your story?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, I work for Accenture, doing consulting, and I just flew back from I think he was in Toronto at the time, so he just flew back from Toronto, and he's on this non board like non um, profit board called Achieve in Africa. So then, on his like." His board, they all said, like, you have to Uber to raise money and awareness and all this stuff. So, anyways, everyone Ubered except Jacob. And the president was like, hey, man, you need an Uber. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I've been traveling, and I'll do it as soon as I get back to Fort Worth. So then that was he, his first Uber person. He turned it on. He's like, okay, I have to do this. And I was his first 
collar. <laughs> in his only, he, I don't think he ever Ubered after that too. <laughs> um, but, and then, so then we're talking and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he was like, so what do you do? Sorry, I've been talking. And I was like, oh, in this food truck. And he's like, okay, no kidding. Like, I love food trucks. Like, I get in late night, you know, there's nothing to eat. So I always go to this Taco Heads truck. And I was like, that's my truck. <laughs> and he's like, no way. And so we just start talking. And then he gives me a book. He's like, this is crazy. He's like, I want you to read this book. And it's one of, by one of his Duke MBA professors. And um, I don't. I think I got through half of it. And he's like, if you want to be my business partner, call me. Here's my card. He's like, I love to grow the company with you. And so um, probably like a week went by, I called him, and we had coffee. And I was like, this is a great match. So. That's awesome. That's really cool. That was how we met. Yeah, that's that's so weird. Crazy. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so how did you go from that initial coffee and that initial Uber ride conversation to becoming business partners and opening uh, the brick and mortar? How long did that take? Um, I think it took. We signed our well for us to like actually find a location. It took a while because we first signed on South Main, uh, not knowing the intensity of the street construction. Once we realized, like, okay, South Main is not going to happen, we found an, another space on Montgomery Street, and we, like, fell in love with it right away. We're like, it's funky, it's cool, it's in the middle of Fort Worth, let's do it. So we signed that lease, um, and we were just, like, just staying in contact. Like, he would be in Canada and text me, like, hey, you know, we're, we started getting business plans together, like, figuring out how much money we need to – he was going to – well, he put in a lot of the capital. We have small investors. Um just started getting the business going. So that probably took three months or so. And then um, we finally, after con- construction, we opened the Montgomery space in January. So four or five months-ish. <laughs> that, is, that is so cool. That's yeah, crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were in the food truck for a while, right? And then, you know, to advance that quickly must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, it was, I opened in 2010 and then I, made, I met Jacob around like 2015. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then 2016, we opened the restaurant. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, so every time I go to Taco Heads, it's totally full. I mean, you can usually find a seat, but um, it's it's a full place. How do you keep up with that kind of demand? Um, I mean, it's tough. Whenever we opened it, we didn't realize we we're going to be that busy. And whenever we're going through a lot of stuff with the city, with parking and all that stuff, I was like, how do you guys even know we're going to be busy? Like, we might just have, like, a few customers. And then I guess they believed in us more than I believed in myself. But they're like, no, we need – y'all need to have parking. Y'all are going to be slammed. Um, but, yeah, it's been working out. Thank God it's – I mean, every time someone comes in, like, I, I'm i excited to see them. Like, it's like it's the first time or – I mean, customers are so important. But I don't know. I don't know. People like us. We're just we're trying to be genuine and just cook good food and just do what we do best. Uh, so you guys have a new taco each month, each month, excuse me, which mm-hmm. I think is a, a pretty cool idea. And um, who is it that's coming up with those tacos? Is it still your old family recipes or is Jacob uh, giving his input there as well? It's the staff. So this is the part where we can get the staff to be creative and get their juices flowing. And if it could be a bartender dishwasher anyone you could if they have a cool idea we're gonna roll with it we're like okay cool let's try it out and so we'll play around with it and it's really cool to see like i remember like one server he loved selling his taco he was like this is my idea and everyone's like oh it was awesome man and so it was like a philly cheesesteak type taco but um it's really cool to see like everyone it gets like ownership of the of the restaurant 
I had that one. It was very good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It was, it was really hearty and spicy. I can't really handle spice, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had taco ideas that you've had or that someone else has had that you've put together and tried and they just ended up being terrible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, okay, that was a nice try, buddy. <laughs> really yeah. Good. So what do you do in that situation? How do you let them down lightly? Uh, it, with humor. Yeah. It's like, uh, maybe not this time around, but next time. Or like, <laughs> keep trying. But yeah, I feel like humor is is nice. I mean, I'm, I make awkward situations funny, so I just keep on doing with that. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the best way <laughs> yeah. to go. Um, it's like stick to your day job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so we talked about your family recipes playing a role uh, within the tacos. How have your families in general? Um, how, how supportive have they been, and have they, you know, been around the store and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, um, my mom's. She was like my rock, the one that like told me like you can do this, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, and my dad, he wanted me to go union because he works at Lockheed and we he's used to like nine to five jobs. Um, so he tried to talk me out of it. But even though I did it, he was there like late night making sure I was safe, and um, he would grab my money, put it in the truck, and like follow me home and stuff. <laughs> so he was extremely supportive, Dad. Um, and even now, like, they come by the restaurant. My mom still helps me with design. She went to TCU, got her um, in- interior design degree. And so, like, she still helps me out with a lot of stuff. So re- everyone's really supportive. My sisters, my brother. My brother delivers tacos Tuesdays and Wednesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays to Wash Ranch. So it's kind of cool. Um, everyone's extremely and proud. And they, like, all my aunts, like, tell people, like, oh, she owns Taco Heads or so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is neat to uh, keep that in in kind of family there. Um, I I was watching uh, the Facebook live Q and A you guys did um, I guess seven or eight months ago, uh-huh. and uh, Josh had mentioned or I keep wanting to call him Josh and I keep do calling him Josh because I think about the baseball player Josh Watson. Oh. Jacob had mentioned <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, your mom comes by and, and blesses the restaurant and prays over the restaurant, which I think is just so sweet and, yeah. and so cool that. Um, you have that connection there. Uh, so with the busy nature of the industry, how hard is it for you to keep up with family life outside of just your work life? Um, it was pretty tough because, like, we'll have family events on the weekends. And, of course, I'm working on the weekends. But um, Sunday mornings we'll do, like, any brunches or stuff. But um, everyone's extremely supportive and they're, like, understanding that girls working. So, um it's pretty cool. Like they're very understanding, but it's tough. What about hobbies outside of uh, the business? I used to run a lot. I haven't <laughs> lately, <laughs> just because we're opening up Dallas. But um, I always take my running shoes and running gear with me, hoping like I can jump on a run. And it's just right now the timing is just tough. But um, hobbies kind of fell through the cracks. And my friends, they understand like I can't make out to dinner or parties and stuff because just working. But um, everyone totally gets it. Like it's, it's a lot of hours. It's the weekend nights where they, everyone's free except the hospitality industry people. So, um, yeah, it's tough, but it's very rewarding. And, and you brought up Dallas. Um, and I think it's so cool. I mean, it took you, like we had said, it took you about six years to go from food truck to brick and mortar. And now after just two years, you're already expanding out to Dallas, um, because there is that demand for it. Mm -hmm. How proud are you of that, uh, transition from food truck in 2010 to before even the decades over, uh, you've got a second location. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about, um, I feel like it was just like yesterday that I was in the food truck. So 
I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to believe that it's happening, but it's, and realize I still feel like I'm 25 years old, and even though I'm like 35. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's so cool. But it's just exciting to see, and like I love the fact that customers that are like went to the trailer back in the day, and they're like, oh yeah, I remember Sarah back in the day, and how proud they are to see like the food truck still going and and second brick and mortar and so it's pretty cool to see i'm i'm definitely excited uh for people in dallas and my friends in dallas to finally have taco head so um i can only imagine yeah. on your end what no, that it's excitement's so cool. like yeah um where will you be committing most of your time um right now i'm in dallas most of the time but i still live in fort worth so i've been commuting um i'm actually staying with my uncle and so he has a place there for me to stay whenever like late nights or whatever um but I'll be in Dallas until like Dallas gets going and then back in Fort Worth. And I mean, Fort Worth is my home and Montgomery Street's my baby. So it's like, it's hard to leave and like let go. Um, but then I'll be back in Fort Worth and start opening up Teenies. Yeah. And, and I wanted to ask you about Teenies. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about that project yeah. and how it came about? Um, so it's the same South Main location that we were going to do for the original Taco Heads. And love the building, love the character. It's awesome. Um, and I realized like it won't. It could never be a Taco Heads because of the building. And so we adapted and made it this new concept. And it's named after my mom. So it's her nickname, Thini. And it started off as like Mexican rotisserie, and, and which I just love. Like I love the, the, I don't know, the socializing of like a chicken and like all the condiments that come with it, like rice and beans, grilled onions, grilled jalapenos and tortillas. And I just love that whole like it's just really romantic like everyone's sharing food um just old school way of eating and so it kind of like developed after that so now we're going a little higher end so which is exciting so we're doing like a nice like ribeye or um like snapper on a cedar plank like very crew style or we'll do like tuna tostadas and like all these cool things so kind of gets I'm getting a little older I guess I traveled and seen like we've been in mexico city and guadalajara and like the food there is just amazing so i just want to bring that to fort worth well i'm i'm definitely excited for that to open up i think that'll be a great spot um i want to let you know so everyone i've told um that i'm interviewing you for the podcast uh they've all had the same response they say oh taco heads best tacos in fort worth awesome um and one of the chef instructors at the culinary school even said uh she wanted to come with me to shake your hand and tell you uh best (laughs) breakfast taco she gets them every day oh that's awesome yeah so um you know i I know on a smaller level when people compliment the podcast and they say oh it's you know we enjoy listening i know how good that makes me feel Mm -hmm. but food is such an integral part of our lives obviously and, and such a big part of society so how, how does it make you feel when someone loves the food that you're putting out, which is such a huge part of their day? Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel so great. Like, every time they're like, the best breakfast tacos ever. And I'm like, this, that's so amazing to hear because <laughs> there's so many breakfast tacos out there. Um, but we really just, like, I cook the way I grew up on, like, fresh eggs, fresh cheese. I'm like, it's not. I'm not really doing anything different um, than, like, how my mom cooks. So it's just, like... I didn't realize once I got into like the restaurant scene, like I didn't realize how processed some food is like pre-grated cheese. I'm like, that's disgusting. What is that white powder on that cheese? <laughs> like why? Um, like I didn't realize eggs can be like liquid in a box or a bag or something. 
Um, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. <laughs> so, or like powdered eggs and you just add water to it or something. Um, but yeah, I had no idea that's how some restaurants roll and that we just won't do that ever. So. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it, it shows the quality definitely shows. Yeah. Um, I know Thank you're, you. yeah, you're welcome. I know you're a big supporter of local independent eateries and, uh, even coffee shops in Fort Worth. Uh, what are some of your favorites? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, <laughs> I love like anything Marcus Paisley does. He's an amazing chef, very talented guy. Um, Gosh, all the coffee shops, Craftworks, Avoca, Folk Coffee on the east side. Have you been? Mm-hmm. It's a little trailer. Yep. They are amazing. They're the sweetest couple. Um, and he built a trailer himself, which is so awesome. So, I, and it's a trailer, so I'm totally biased too. <laughs> um, gosh, Tokyo Cafe, Shinjuku, Canon. I mean, all those. They're Mary and Jerry. They're awesome. Um, I mean, like my go-to, those are my date night spots. Nonatata, I mean, gosh, yeah, those are, and I still, I mean, I worked at Eddie V's and I still go there on Sunday, Monday nights because it's awesome in the bar. Yeah. Happy hour. Yep. I love, (laughs) I love Eddie V's happy hour. Yeah. Um, And I, I love the independent scene and how it's growing in Fort Worth and even from 2013 when I moved out here, um, I could see the expansion from that time and it's great. Why do you think it's so important? that places like Fort Worth support the independent industry as opposed to go to big, big time chains? Um, I don't know. I feel like it, the food scene is growing and like the music scene is growing. So it's like, it's, it's like just as important, like going to like Lola's and like checking out like the local music scene. So like going into like the local restaurants and local coffee shops instead of Starbucks, like it creates that community vibe. Um, Jacob's calling me. Uh, <laughs> we talk like 50 times a day. Um, but yeah, just that community. It, it, I don't know. It just makes Fort Worth funky. And like everyone has like their twist on things and nothing's like totally standardized and um, corporate. And it's just, it's cool. It's funky. It's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as a final question um, to end this off, what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to open up their own place? Um, don't listen to other people trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> yeah. Just do, I mean, like I, all my friends, I went to UT and they thought I was crazy. They're like, well, why are you doing, like I was working in New York and, um, but yeah, just, just follow your dreams. Cool. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. This yeah, was a lot of fun. Sure. Thank you. This is awesome. And I'm definitely eating at Taco Heads tonight. Okay, cool. Me too. <laughs> Bye. Thank you again to Sarah Castillo for coming on to the podcast. That was a really fun interview there. And like I said in the interview, I'm, I'm definitely eating at Taco Heads tonight, and I'll probably be eating there the night that this is released as well. Uh, it's a really great spot. Go check it out and check out their new location in Dallas as well as Teenies when it opens up. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, if you guys like that podcast, just hit the rate or subscribe button there. Um, or I should say hit the rate and subscribe button uh, there on iTunes. This way you can keep up to date with all of our latest podcasts, as well as giving us a good rating or leaving a review really helps this podcast out too. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Um, also go check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page on Facebook. Just look up the Culinary School of Fort Worth and you'll find us pretty easily. On Instagram, it's Culinary 
Primary School FTW, and you'll find us there. This way you can keep up to date with all of our latest podcasts, our videos, our pictures, our blog posts, everything that we're posting out, um, you get to see uh, first, which is great. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs>